This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the Word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the Word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now, please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Greetings and welcome to Faith Moments, a weekly podcast where we ponder and proclaim the Sunday Mass readings. We are entering the 27th Sunday in Ordinary Time, this 8th of October, and we just celebrated, in fact, I'm still wearing my Rosary Bowl sweatshirt, we just celebrated the Feast of Our Lady of the Most Holy Rosary. Beautiful this year that that feast actually fall fell, excuse me, on the first Saturday. Doesn't happen too often that the seventh day of the month would be on the first Saturday, but it did this year. And a wonderful way for us to remember our Blessed Mother and the gift of the Holy Rosary, a prayer we can pray individually. If you're married as a couple, in your family, in your community, and as a larger community, there are many uh, rosary crusades, gatherings of people publicly praying the rosary, particularly this month on behalf of the respect and dignity of all human life, for peace in the world, and for our country, for the needs of vocations, holy vocations to the priesthood and religious life, and to holy matrimony. And so I'd encourage you today to once again pick up and rededicate yourself to the devotion of uh, praying the rosary each and every day. I want to begin by sharing the collect in today's Mass and again, opportunities for us to hear the church's prayer for us and our greatest needs. And so, as we open in the Holy Mass, we hear this beautiful prayer to recognize our Almighty God and to ask for His greatest help in our lives today. So, let us pray today on this 27th Sunday in ordinary time. Almighty, ever living God, who in the abundance of your kindness surpass the merits and the desires of those who entreat you, pour out your mercy upon us to pardon what conscience dreads and to give what prayer does not dare to ask. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. You know, there's a great theme today, and we've actually been hearing it over the last few weeks, is this these parables tied to a landowner and the vineyard. And the vineyard, the vineyard is really being talked about both in the Old and the New Testaments today. And so really, I, I see this, this theme of his vineyard, our vineyard. Where are you 
in the vineyard. Let's begin with the first reading, which is a reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Just listen to how many times you hear the word vineyard in this scripture reading. Let me now sing of my friend, my friend's song concerning his vineyard. My friend had a vineyard on a fertile hillside. He spaded it, cleared it of stones, and planted the choicest vines. Within it, he built a watchtower and hewed out a wine press. Then he looked for the crop of grapes, but what it yielded was wild grapes. Now, inhabitants of Jerusalem and people of Judah, judge between me and my vineyard. What more was there to do for my vineyard that I had not done? Why, when I looked for the crop of grapes, did it bring forth wild grapes? Now, I will let you know what I mean to do with my vineyard. Take away its hedge, give it to grazing, break through its wall, let it be trampled. Yes, I will make it a ruin. It shall not be pruned or hoed, but overgrown with thorns and briars. I will command the clouds not to send rain upon it. The vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel and the people of Judah are his cherished plant. He looked for judgment, but see bloodshed, for justice, but hark the outcry. The word of the Lord. Our responsorial psalm comes from Psalm 80 and Isaiah 5. The vineyard of the Lord is the house of Israel. A vine from Egypt you transplanted, you drove away the nations and planted it. It put forth its foliage to the sea, its shoots as far as the river. The vineyard of the Lord is the house of Israel. Why have you broken down its walls so that every passerby plucks its fruit? The boar from the forest lays its waste, and the beasts of the field feed upon it. The vineyard of the Lord is the house of Israel. Once again, O Lord of hosts, look down from heaven and see. Take care of this vine and protect what your right hand has planted, the Son of Man, whom you yourself made strong. The vineyard of the Lord is the house of Israel. Then we will no more withdraw from you. Give us new life and we will call upon your name. O Lord, God of hosts, restore us. In your face, shine upon us. Then we shall be saved. The vineyard of the Lord is the house of Israel. Our second reading is a reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Philippians. Brothers and sisters, have no anxiety at all, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, make your requests known to God. Then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, 
whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence, and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me. Then the God of peace will be with you. The word of the Lord. Our gospel is a reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the chief priests and the elders of the people, Hear another parable. There was a landowner who planted a vineyard, put a hedge around it, dug a wine press in it, and built a tower. Then he leased it to tenants and went on a journey. When vintage time drew near, he sent his servants to the tenants to obtain his produce. But the tenants seized the servants, and one they beat, another they killed, and a third they stoned. Again, he sent other servants, more numerous than the first ones, but they treated them in the same way. Finally, he sent his son to them, thinking, They will respect my son. But when the tenants saw the son, they said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him and acquire his inheritance. They seized him, threw him out of the vineyard, and killed him. What will the owner of the vineyard do to those tenants when he comes? They answered him, He will put those wretched men to a wretched death and lease his vineyard to other tenants who will give him the produce at the proper time. Jesus said to them, Did you never read in the scriptures? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. By the Lord has this been done, and it is wonderful in our eyes. Therefore I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you and given to a people that will produce its fruit. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Wow. The vineyard. Uh, put yourself in the vineyard. What are you doing about the vineyard? Are you in the vineyard? Are you caring for the vineyard? Ah, oh, this beautiful reflection from Isaiah. Isn't it wonderful to see everything that is in the Old Testament is Christ-centered? It takes us right to the mission, the salvation mission of Jesus Christ. And so we hear this story of this vineyard landowner and all of the good things that the landowner does to take care of the vineyard. He's put everything into place, every single measure that he could take from planting the choicest vines to clearing it and spading it. You know, think of those of you who may be gardeners or who prepare the, even if you just garden flowers, or we've been trying our best at growing some different crops this year and doing all of the good things to produce a healthy and rich crop. And yet this vineyard owner is experiencing wild grapes. I've got problems here in the midst of all of the things that I've done. 
And so he says that he's going to get rid of it all. I'm going to take down the the hedge and let any wild animals come and just trample through and graze through this vineyard. And it's not going to be pruned. I'm not going to take care of it anymore. In fact, I'm even going to command the clouds to not rain upon it. And here's the point. The vineyard of the Lord is the house of Israel. I've, you're my chosen people. And yet time and time and time again, you go astray. You turn away. You desire a luxurious life and you deny the Lord in so many different ways. And so there's going to be judgment. Even though the people of Judah are his cherished plant, he looked for judgment and he saw bloodshed. The sorrow in the Lord's heart that he has provided such a beautiful vineyard and yet the people have turned away. In the responsorial psalm, that theme again, the vineyard of the Lord is the house of Israel. And yet over time, we've seen Israel turn away, turn away. They've sinned. They've let their, their, their selfish desires lead their actions. Why have you broken down its walls so that every passerby plucks its fruit? The boar from the forest lays its waste and the beasts of the field feed upon it. But we need to call back and turn back to the Lord. Oh, Lord, it ends with this. God of hosts, restore us. You know, there's this cry for help. In your face, shine upon us and we will be saved. This reading from the Philippians from St. Paul, it's one of my favorites. And there's no place for anxiety in the vineyard have no anxiety. What is our world rampant in? Anxiety, depression, loneliness, gloom, hopelessness. Uh, suicide rates are up dramatically, particularly among young people who seem to not have a purpose in life. And yet every single life is such great value, has such human dignity. The Lord loves each human life. And yet, because of the lures of Satan and death and destruction and, and evil deceits, we become anxious. Recently in the church, we re remembered the life of St. Padre Pio and a wonderful short way of living life. He says, pray, hope, and don't worry. Pray, hope, and don't worry. You see the image of St. Padre Pio many times with just those simple words. Pray, hope, and don't worry. Don't be anxious. But in everything, in everything, Paul says, by prayer and petition, so continue to communicate with the Lord. Continue to talk with the Lord. Continue to pray with the Lord with a thanksgiving with a, a glory of God in your hearts, with a, a thankfulness and make your requests known to the Lord. Yeah, let him know what's going on, but be in thanksgiving. Don't be anxious. Don't be worried. Then when we're not worried, when we're not anxious, 
But we take those concerns with love and trust and humility to the Lord, then the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Wow, what a comfort. What a solace. And then he goes on to tell us about how to live our lives, to be true, honorable, just, pure, lovely, gracious. Wow. If there is anything worthy of praise, and then he's going to say to think about these things, put those things in your heart, put those things in your mind. When you put those things in your heart and mind, then the anxiety flees. Praise the Lord. Keep on doing what you've learned and received and heard and seen in me. Keep on following the Christian way. Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. Not your way, not your truth, not your life. No, I'm the way. Then the God of peace will be with us when we follow the way of the Lord. And I just want to go to the final sentence of this story of the landowner. We've heard this time and time again. Therefore, I say to you, the kingdom of God will be taken away from you. He's talking to those chief priests and elders who have basically killed the son, will eventually kill the son, literally, to take away the vineyard from him and will be given to a people that will produce its fruit. Are you a person who is producing a fruit for God? Is your life in how you live your life a life that reflects the love of God? This isn't in our bank account. This isn't in the kind of house we live in or if we even live in a house. This isn't in the status that we have, how much education that we have. This isn't how we reflect the love of God in our words and our actions. Last week, we talked about our words. Do we say, yes, Lord, I'm going to do it and don't follow? Or do we follow with love in our hearts, the way, the truth, and the life? There's a little um, uh, thought in, in conversation with God I want to share with you. And the theme is about the vineyard of the beloved. And really, the vineyard is this beautiful theme for today. The vineyard is Israel. She did not live up to her divine calling. The vineyard is also a symbol of the church. And therefore, each and every one of us, we're the vineyard. Yet the true vine is Christ, who, who gives life and fruitfulness to the branches, that is to us, who through the church remain in Christ without whom we can do nothing. That's from John 15. Let me repeat that again. Yet the true vine is Christ, who gives life and fruitfulness to the branches, that is to us, who through the church remain in Christ without whom we can do nothing. We can't do anything without Christ, without the grace of God. Let us meditate today about whether the Lord can find abundant fruits of sanctity in our life. 
can the Lord find the fruits of truth in our life? They should be abundant since we have received so much. The fruits can come in the form of acts of charity, of work well done with our friends and family, of acts of love and reparation to God, and of contradictions accepted with faith. Are we producing instead wild grapes that represent sin, lukewarmness, spiritual mediocrity, false doubt? This is a good time for us in this month of the rosary to reflect upon how am I bringing about fruitfulness in my life, hopefulness, faith. As we look at each of the mysteries of the rosary, those are great times to ponder different virtues and how how is my life conformed to Christ in this way, in that way. Many times, People will open the rosary when we have our, our Apostles' Creed. We, we pray the Apostles' Creed. We pray in our Father for the intentions of the Holy Father. We pray three Hail Marys. And many times we pray for the virtues to increase in us in faith, hope, and charity. So we can pray the Holy Rosary and really ask for those virtues to grow in us. Grow through what you go through. And so what we're going through in life can be difficult, can be very difficult many times. And yet let's grow through those potential hardships, difficulties, challenges by by clinging to the Lord, by clinging to the heart of Jesus Christ through his sorrowful and immaculate Mother Mary. And so in this time of the rosary, in this time of reflecting upon our Blessed Mother in our lives, let's be guided to be the fruit that the Lord wants to carry in our lives. I'm going to close with just a mention of Our Lady of Good Remedy. It's a beautiful holy card. I, I first got this holy card of Our Lady of Good Mem- of, of Good Remedy actually at EWTN. And since then, I found a few copies here and there. But I just want to close with a portion of this prayer on the calendar, the feast day of Our Lady of Good Remedy is October 8th, which is today. So I just thought I would share a little bit of this prayer. It's a beautiful prayer. And the imprimatur is through Rockford uh, on August of 20th, 2007, from the Reverend Monsignor David Kagan. And so it's just a beautiful prayer. There's a, it goes back 800 years in history of Our Lady of Good Remedy. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Let's pray. O Queen of heaven and earth, most holy virgin, we venerate thee. Thou art the beloved daughter of the Most High God, the chosen mother of the incarnate word, the immaculate spouse of the Holy Spirit, the sacred vessel of the Most Holy Trinity. O Mother of the Divine Redeemer, who under the title of Our Lady of Good Remedy, comes to the aid of all who call upon thee. Extend thy maternal protection to us. We depend upon thee, dear mother, as helpless and needy children depend on a tender and caring mother. 
O Lady of Good Remedy, source of unfailing help, grant that we may draw from thy treasury of graces in our time of need. Touch the hearts of sinners, that they may seek reconciliation and forgiveness. Bring comfort to the afflicted and the lonely. Help the poor and the hopeless. Aid the sick and the suffering. May they be healed in body and strengthened in spirit to endure their sufferings with patient resignation and Christian fortitude. Dear Lady of Good Remedy, source of unfailing help, thy compassionate heart knows a remedy for every affliction and misery we encounter in life. Help me with thy prayers and intercession to find a remedy for my problems and needs. On my part, O living mother, I pledge myself to a more intensely Christian lifestyle, to a more careful observance of the laws of God, to be more conscientious in fulfilling the obligations of my state in life, and to strive to be a source of healing in this broken world of ours. Dear Lady of Good Remedy, be ever present to me, and through thy intercession may I enjoy health of body and peace of mind, and grow stronger in the faith and in the love of thy Son, Jesus. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of Good Remedy, that we may deepen our dedication to thy Son and make the world alive with his Spirit. Amen. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Have a blessed day, and God be with you. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.